This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Um, are you ready to get into the Word tonight? All right, well, let's go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. And I want to encourage you to give learning your best tonight. Let's as a family give learning our best tonight, okay? That we know God always gives us His best, and so let's, let's give Him our best for the next little bit, that our minds are open, our hearts are open. Our pastor was praying, we have an expectation to hear the voice of God, that I'm believing for freedom, I'm believing for wisdom and strategy and insight and answers for every single one of us, that we leave here with strategies to go to the next level, to walk in the greater, to walk in freedom, to walk in victory. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external and superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Now, notice how he says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. The word conformed means fashioned alike, formed to the same pattern. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, say transformed, Transformed. by the renewing of our mind. So he says, don't allow the world, because as soon as we make a decision that we're going to live for God, as soon as we make a decision that we're going to go to the next level, there is pressure from the outside uh, forces, from the enemy, from the world's influence that want us to be quiet and to sit down. But there should be something on the inside of us that says, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And that I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to settle for average. I'm going to be everything that God has called and created me to be. I'm going to walk in everything that the Bible promises. And right here, Paul, inspired by the Spirit of God, he says, okay, we've got to make a decision. God always works with our decision that we're not going to be conformed. We're not going to be fashioned after. We're not going to be molded and shaped by the world. But we're going to be transformed. The word transform comes from the word metamorpho, where we get our word metamorphosis. And it's going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Transformed means uh, to change in appearance, to change in form, to change in structure. So if we want to change the way our life is, he says change is going to come by the renewing of our mind. Transformation is going to come by the renewing of our mind. If I want to change in any area of my life, it's going to come by the renewing of my mind. How is change going to come? By the renewing of our mind. Now, don't let this scripture be too familiar. Don't allow, because we could all quote this scripture, for us not to be totally engaged. So in this world, we have, we have there's two families. There's, there's the family of the enemy and there's the family of God. 
First John chapter five, verse 19, it says that this world is under the influence of the wicked one. John chapter eight, verse 44, Jesus said that they're of their father, the devil, the father of all lies. They're of their father, the devil. But in Colossians chapter one, verses 12 and 13, he says that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and savior, we're translated from the kingdom of darkness and we come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We come into the family of God through Jesus. And he says, okay, now make the decision that I'm not going to be conformed. The word conformed paints a picture. Take like this uh, this vase here. I don't know if you'd call it a vase or what, a pot, a pot, something anywhere like that. You know that they didn't just take a, a chisel and a hammer and start chipping away at that thing. They have a mold and pressure that creates the shape. And this is what he's saying. Don't allow the world to mold and create the way that you think. But be transformed, changed by what? The renewing of our mind. Now that lets us know that our mind is not okay thinking the way that it's thought. Or he wouldn't have told us to renew our mind. The word renew is like the word renovate. That God wants to renovate the way that we think. Re, the prefix re on the front of any word always takes it back to the beginning. So he says, take your mind and bring it back to the place where it was originally created to think. He says, and this is where change begins to take place because you take your mind. And yes, you've thought for 30, 40, 50 years, however long you have thought. He says, now let's position our mind to think differently in order to live differently. He says, when we do this, we're going to prove, say prove. prove. The word prove means to identify. It means to discern. It means to know what is the good, the acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, okay, so make the decision. We're not going to be conformed to this world, but we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not by prayer, not by just going to church. Not by just laying on of hands. We believe in all of that. We need to come to church. We need prayer. We need the laying on of hands. We believe in all of that. But he says transformation takes place by the renewing of our mind. Now don't get me wrong. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've all seen it. Somebody comes up for prayer. The, the power of God is released into that person's life and they're set free from this or they're set free from that or they receive healing in their body. The spiritual power was released. The addiction was broken off their life. But we've seen it months later where they're back in the same condition that they were when they came up for prayer. Now, why is that? Because change doesn't come just by the prayer. He says transformation comes... By the renewing of our mind. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as, even as our soul prospers. So transformation comes by the renewing of our mind. Say, by the renewing of my mind. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We are transformed by the renewing of of our mind. If I want to change, it's going to come by the changing the way that I think. 
Change comes by changing the way that I think. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought into captivity. The word captivity paints the picture in the Greek of of somebody with a spear. And they're going to take the person that they're taking captive and they're going to make them move. So he said, we're going to take our thought and we're going to make it move and compare it to the obedience. The word obedience of Christ, the word obedience is the same word where we get our word acoustic. So we're going to take our thought and we're going to make it listen to what the word says. We make it listen to what the word says. Our mind is in our control. Now, the devil would want to lie to us and make us think that we can't control what we think. And if we buy that lie, then we're done. Our mind is in our control. And we don't have to think anything we don't want to think. And he says, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, for casting down arguments and imaginations. And we're going to make every thought, we're going to make every thought, bring it into captivity to the obedience. We're going to make it listen to what the word says. Our mind is, is in our control. Our mind is in our control. That's why Philippians 4, 8, Paul says, if you can find anything good, if you can find anything lovely, if you can find anything praiseworthy... If you can find anything of a good report, think on these things. In other words, we have the choice to think on something good or on something not good. We have the choice on what we think on. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2, it says, We set our mind on things above. We, we set... Our mind, it's our choice and our decision what we put our mind on. On things above and not on things of the earth. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24 in the Amplified, it says, Strip yourselves of your former nature, put off and discard your old unrenewed self, with, which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. And be constantly, say constantly, renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude and put on. This is how we put on the new nature, the regenerated self created in God's image, created in God's image, created in God's image. 
God-like and true righteousness and holiness. So our mind is under our control. He says transformation is going to come by the entire renewal of our mind. He says right here, be constantly renewed in the spirit of our mind. Our mind is under whose control? Our control. Now, now how does God want us to function? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let's go back to the very beginning. We're transformed by, say it with me, the renewing of our mind. Verse 26, Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. The phrase according to means set standard, according to the way we operate. According to, we're made in his image, we're an exact duplicate of of him And we are designed to function the way that he functions. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Be imitators of God as dear children. How did God function? How did God operate? How does God operate? In the very beginning, how did God create? How did he create? By his word. What is a word? A word is an express thought. So God created with his word. God functioned by his word. But a word is an express thought. And he says, now you be imitators of God as dear children. Now Paul tells us, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. Be transformed by a different thought. Because with a different thought is going to come a different word. With a different thought is going to come a different belief. With a different thought, see, thoughts have no beginning and no end. Thoughts are, are infinite. There's, there's no, and we're used to dealing with things that begin and have a middle and end. But when we get into thinking about thoughts... Which everything starts with a thought. When God created the flowers, it started with a thought. When he created the earth, it started with a thought. When he created plants, it started with a thought. He had a thought and then he spoke it. And Paul is saying, I want you to imitate God as dear children. I want you to think a different way so you can express a different life. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 Romans eight twenty nine. So a word is an express thought. Romans chapter eight verse twenty nine. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. Now notice in the Amplified, it says, For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning for ordaining them to be molded into the image of his Son. To be molded into the image of his Son. We have been destined to be molded into the image of his Son. 
So Paul says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be molded. Don't be pressured by this world, but be transformed, be changed, change your appearance, change your form, change your life by the entire renewal of your mind. So he goes back to the beginning and says the way that God functioned, he had a thought and then, and then he spoke it. He says, I want you to start changing your life by getting God's thoughts. We have God's thoughts. What do God's thoughts transfer into? They transfer into words. We have a book full of God's thoughts in words and words are containers. Words are capsules. This is God's thoughts. This is how God thought about my life and he expressed it in words. And as we read it, it creates a thought that affects the way we believe and affects what we expect and affects what we do and it affects how we live. Transformation takes place by the entire renewal of our mind. Go, go to Psalms 139. So he wants us to operate the way that God operates. He wants us to think like God thinks, so he gave us his words, which are expressed thoughts, to help connect our mind to his way of thinking, to bring our way of living up. Transformation takes place by the entire renewal, the entire, the entire, the entire. That means every crevice, every hidden part of our mind, Transformation takes place by the entire renewal of the mind. Psalms 139, verse 1, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. Verse 3, you comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. So if... God says, I know your thought, and then I know your word. Don't you think thoughts are important if God is going to understand your thought? God is saying, I see the thought, and I see the word, and I see the path that that thought and that word are going to take you down. And he says, every day I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. God is saying, thoughts are so important to me. I see if you take this thought and you say this word, this is the direction you're going. But if you take this thought and you speak this word, this is the direction you're going. But I leave the choice to you. So what am I thinking? And if I keep thinking this way, where is it going to take me? And in verse 5 and 6, he says, You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot contain it. Verse 7, Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? Go down to verse 17. He says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. I want to read it again. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O God, towards me, towards me. 
your thoughts towards me thoughts in order for our mind to be renewed. We've got to understand and settle it that thoughts are important. Thoughts are important. And right here, the psalmist said, how, how precious are your thoughts towards me? Oh God, because thoughts are important. How, how great is the sum of them? How, how great God think, think with me. God is thinking towards you right now. Thoughts that are more than the grains of sand on the seashore. And he says, how precious are every one of these thoughts towards you? And how great is the sum of them? Because thoughts are coming from God. There's no perversion in them. Nothing but life. Nothing but health. Nothing but victory. Nothing but success. Nothing but overcoming. And he says, how great are your thoughts towards me? How precious are your thoughts towards me? Towards me. This is God speaking. God's thought. Revealed to us, expressed in word. And God is saying, how precious is my thoughts towards you? How great are the sum of my thoughts towards you? What if we just took five minutes a day and begin to meditate on on how great God's thoughts are? That everything in this world that we see was created by thought. And the life that God wants us to experience is in his thoughts. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the, the thoughts. And connected to that thought is a plan. And this thought and this plan is to give you hope and to give you a future. This thought and this plan is not for evil. How great, how great are your thoughts towards me? How precious are your thoughts towards me, towards me? Say that towards me. Towards me. How, how great are the sum of them? Isaiah 55, just go to the right real quick. Say his thoughts towards me are great. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then if you keep reading, he explains to us how his word, which is an express thought, is designed to bring our life up to his ways and his thoughts. But it always starts with his thoughts. So in order for my ways to come up and my life to come up and my life to be transformed by the entire renewal of my mind, he says the change is going to come when I change my thoughts. When I get God's thoughts, it's going to change my ways. So his thoughts are great and his thoughts are higher and, and he knows the thoughts. And if his thoughts are great and precious and higher, why wouldn't I want to get God's thoughts? He says it's only God's thoughts connected to our thoughts. That's going to bring change in our life. Verse 23 of Psalms uh, 139. I should have told you to hold your place there. But I didn't say I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> Verse 23. It says, search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my, know my thoughts. 
and see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Try me and know my heart. Search my heart and know my thoughts. I'm asking God to stir a hunger in us that anything that is not of him is removed. God, I, I ask you, not, I ask you to help me not misrepresent you. Because every one of us have areas that we maybe grew up with that aren't accurate. But in order for us to change, it's going to come by the entire renewal of our mind. Go to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. Look at the power of thought in Genesis chapter 6. Verse 5. And it says, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now notice this, when the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now the Bible says that so, when Jesus returns, it's going to be just like the days of Noah. Romans also says the earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. The earth is waiting for greater glory, greater manifestation, greater flourishing, greater power, greater revelation, greater strength. Where's the greater going to come from? Greater thoughts. Transformation takes place by the entire renewal of our mind. How, How did the world get to a place where it was so evil that God just cleaned it out except Noah. It said it it came by their thoughts. That everywhere you went, they were thinking about lying, stealing, killing, scheming, everywhere. Every tribe you went to, every family you went to, every side of the world, every part of the world you went to, their thoughts were so evil that it got the world in a state that God just wanted to start over. One translator said it disgusted God that he even made man. Because of their thinking. Because of their thoughts. In order for us to change, change comes by changing the way we think. Now this word thought here in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. The definition, one of the definitions is fabricate. It's an imagination. It's, it's to frame. It's to mold. It's to shape. That their thoughts were so evil continually that it shaped the world. And the way that we think is going to shape our world. That's why Paul says when you come into the family, make a decision. I'm not going to be shaped by the world, but I'm going to be shaped by the word of God. So how? How? How even right now the word of God is being preached all around the world. How are there so many people still lost when the gospel is being preached all around the world? Second Corinthians chapter four, 
verses 3 and 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. It says, But even if our gospel, the glad tidings, also be hidden, obscured, and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God, it is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured, only to those who are spiritually dying, and veiled only to those who are lost. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds. The God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' mind that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. So you see that their minds are blinded. How did they, in Genesis 6, get to the point where their thoughts were so evil? Because their minds were blinded. How, how do we continue to stay in a, a place on earth when the word of God is going all over the world? Their minds are blinded by the evil ones. So there's an evil influence and then there's the God influence. And just how God had a thought about you and he expressed that thought in word. Uh, for example, look at it like this. Somebody preached to us at some point in time in our life. We heard the word of God that we needed a relationship with Jesus in order to spend eternity with God. That thought came from God, which was expressed in his word that somebody read and they had a thought. Then they expressed that word to us and the Holy Spirit shined the light upon our heart. And we begin to see the image of our Redeemer and that he was the way, the truth and the life. And we accepted that truth and we came into the family of God. So the, there was a thought that was expressed in the word. Now, now think with me. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Right. Hebrews 1.3 says Jesus was the express image of the father. So the father had a thought about you and I. And he revealed it in his word, his desire for us to have relationship with him. So he sent Jesus the word, the express image. See, words create images to change a life. If I want my life to change, it's going to come with the thought from God that is expressed in the word that creates an image that brings a changed life. Paul says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. What, what, is, what is a thought? What is a thought? How many thoughts can you think? Studies say that we take in about 60,000 words or we think about 60,000 thoughts a day. But how many can you think? You can think as many as you want to think. Isaiah 64. What is a thought? I'm trying to go slow. Isaiah 64. And then we're going to go to Jeremiah 18. Isaiah 64, verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter, and all we are the work of your hands. We are the clay, and you are the potter. What is a thought? What does a thought do? Go over to Jeremiah 18. 
Verse 2 says, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. What is a word? It's an expressed thought. So he's telling the prophet Jeremiah, I want you to go here, and then I want to express my way of thinking to you by words. And he goes on in verse 3, Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me. What are words? Express thoughts. What are words? Express thoughts. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter, says the Lord? Look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now you, you look at any piece of pottery, you go to any museum, and to you and I maybe, or I don't know, maybe you're an artist. To me, I'll, just, I'll put me in this category. If I look at the potter, it's going to look like a lump of clay to me. But in the mind of the potter, it's not a lump of clay. In the mind of the potter, he already sees the end product. God is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. And God is saying, expressing to us his thoughts through his words, saying, I'm the potter and you're the clay. You might not see what God is doing, but his thoughts already see the end product. And he already sees the masterpiece that you're designed to be. Now think how big the thoughts of God's, God is that each and every one of us, none of us are exactly the same, not even twins. We're different. And we all started with a thought in the mind of Almighty God. It, we all started with a thought and he says, this is what's happening as you yield to my word and as you yield to my presence... You might not see it, but if you'll stay on the potter's will and allow his word and allow his spirit and allow the right relationships to keep transforming you, I see you being conformed into the image of Jesus. I believe you will be conformed into the image of Jesus. I expect you to be conformed into the image of Jesus. In John 17, Jesus prayed that you and I would get it. He prayed that you and I would be one. He prayed that you and I would overcome. He sees us walking in greater glory, greater power, greater manifestations. But it's up to us how much we yield words Thoughts are shaping us. They're shaping us. Second Corinthians chapter three. Thoughts are shapers. Thoughts that are important. Say they're important. They're shapers. Say they're shapers. I know that's probably not right grammar. But they're shapers. They're shaping us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16. It says, But whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. And all of us, now it's talking about people that couldn't see, but now the veil has been ripped away and we can see. Say, I can see. 
verse 18, and all of us as with unveiled face, because we continued, we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. We're constantly being transfigured into his very own image. We are constantly, we are continuing to behold in the word of God. And as we behold in the word of God, we are being transformed. We are being transfigured into his very image. See, whatever we focus on is what we will become. Notice in Ephesians chapter one, Paul did not pray that God would do this and God would do that and God would do this. You know what he prayed and asked God to do? I pray that their eyes are flooded with light so that they can see what you've already done. I pray that they get your thoughts. I pray that they see your word. I pray that they accept your image. I pray that they see your inheritance. I pray that they see their inheritance. I pray that they know their purpose. I pray. Right here he's saying as we continue to look into the word of God, we are transformed. We are transfigured into his very own image. So if I want to change any area of my life, change Transformation is going to come by the entire renewal of our mind. Now I want you to, to think here with me. Can you see that okay? You see that? So, just go with me here. I, I'm, just go with me, okay? It, now, I'm drawing his head a little bit bigger on purpose, okay? We're after change. We're after transformation. We're after a lifestyle change, okay? We're after, let's put R over here for results. Can somebody get me a marker that is a little, little uh, doing a better job? As they're doing this, thoughts are important. Say, thoughts are important. How does change come in my life? By the entire renewal of our mind. You know, as I've been studying this and the Lord just taking me back through the process of change, I'm not the same guy I was 22 years ago when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm not the same guy sitting on the toilet holding the Gideon's Bible with drugs all around in the other room. I'm not that same guy. Why? Because of the transformation that has taken place by the entire renewal of of our mind. I'm not the same guy that was addicted to this and strung out on this and addicted to this. Why? Because of the transformation that came by the entire renewal of the mind. Any change in our life is going to come by the entire renewal of our mind. Maybe I gave it a break and it's, it's geared back up here. Okay, so In Romans chapter 12, it refers to renewing the mind. Ephesians chapter 4, it refers to renewing the spirit of the mind. So, so, some people, oh, bless the Lord. No, no, you're good. You're good. They're, they're working on it. They're working on it. Hey, I, listen here. They'll, they'll, I'm just going to explain it to you. And then when the marker gets here, then I'll, I'll, I'll sketch it out. Okay, so I want us to think, okay, I'm wanting a result in my life. Okay, my, my mind or, or my, my conscious mind has the ability to choose what I think. 
my subconscious or my heart or the spirit of my mind doesn't have the ability to choose. Okay? All it knows how to do, thank you, all it knows how to do is produce. Can I write on this with this? Okay. Okay. So we have our, oh, look at that. Conscious mind, subconscious, or I know some people get all twisted about that. They get a little religious and they kind of flip out about that, but you're working with me, right? Okay, we have our mind. Let me, let me do it this way, just so I don't hurt anybody's feelings. I want you to follow along with me here. We have our mind and the spirit of our mind. Okay? Our mind has the ability to choose what we think. The spirit of our mind, our heart, doesn't have the ability to choose. All it knows how to do is produce. So let's say this right here from the age of 2 to 6, 6 to 10, 10 to 12, this is programmed by government, by religion, by parents, by... Are you with me? We don't have much say-so about what this is, what's going on in here. It's just programmed. This is where our opinions are, our beliefs are, this is where our habits are, and it's all coming from an outside source. But at some point in time in our life, we have to take responsibility for the way that we think. Okay, so we get saved, we're born again, we're recreated, we're a new, new creature in Christ Jesus, but this still only knows how to produce And this still thinks the way that it's always thought. Now, we have an opportunity to choose a negative thought or a positive thought. But if this has been programmed and negative, this thinks that pornography is okay, drug addiction is okay, alcoholism is okay. This is programmed by the years we spent in the enemy's camp. Are you with me? Now we introduce the word of God comes because our mind, we're choosing to think on this. And he says... Set your mind upon the Word of God. Fix your mind upon the Word of God. Now think with me, 60,000 thoughts are coming our way every single day. And we come to church for maybe two hours on Sunday. And we don't look at it or listen to it anymore. And there's 60,000 thoughts a day and then we get mad at why God isn't showing up. God, why aren't you answering my prayers? How come I'm not seeing breakthrough? So he says, fix your mind. Why? Because the image, words, it starts with a thought. God expresses his thought in a word. A word creates an image, right? When I say black dog, what did you just see in your mind? An image of a black dog. You get the word of God that says, Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. And you're choosing to think this. Now it's putting pressure upon your subconscious or the spirit of the mind. And you've got to constantly, that's why it says constantly be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you're constantly engaged. You make a choice. I'm going to change the way that I think. I'm tired of being addicted. I'm tired of being an addict. I'm tired of this. But as soon as you back off of this... And you have 60,000 thoughts penetrating what you're familiar with all your life right here. And you can't outperform what this is. 
Why do I keep going back to that old way of thinking? Why do I keep going around the same mountain? Why do I keep acting that way? Because here, this, my thinking affects my believing, my habits, my emotions right here. And then it affects my actions. This affects my results. So if I want to change my results, I've got to concentrate. I've got to choose to take God's thoughts about my body, about my finances. And I've got to stay consistent when I get up in the morning, consistent when I go to bed at night, consistent until it changes this right here. Because as soon as I back off, this is bombarded with negative, 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 because this wants to be in agreement with this. Transformation comes by the entire renewal of my mind. That I choose how I think. Now, is there a battle? You better believe there's a battle. Devil's been at this for thousands of years. When he was the most, one of the most brilliant angels, when he fell, he didn't lose his brilliance. He's not ignorant. And so he knows through television, radio, Whatever it is, 60,000 of these thoughts are coming and we come for two hours and maybe get 200 thoughts. Now, this has the ability to change our life when we keep it engaged. And we keep getting God's thoughts more than these thoughts over here. Let me come out a different, different way. Does that make sense? Whoever's cleaning that board is like, boy, I wish you wouldn't draw all those circles right there. That made a mess. All right, now, now think with me. Here I am. Man, I'm wanting to grow and I'm wanting to change. Thank you so much. I'm wanting to grow. I'm wanting to change. I'm wanting to walk in freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm just fed up with where I'm at. But in order for me to get here, it isn't going to come all in one motion it's going to come by me hearing the Word of God and doing the Word of God. Remember 2 Corinthians 3 says that as we continue to behold in the Word of God, we're going to take a step. And it doesn't seem like much is happening, but I'm keeping that Word in my eyes. I'm keeping it in my ears. I'm keeping it in my mind. I'm doing it. I'm praising God. I'm declaring it. And I keep, I keep hearing. I keep applying. I keep doing. I keep hearing. I keep applying. And the whole time, you still might be smoking that cigarette. You still might be drinking that booze. You still might be snorting this. But the whole time, you're hearing and you're beholding. Because remember, you've got to change not only the thoughts right here, but you've got to reprogram your inner man, your spirit man right here. And if you stay consistent while you're going up the steps, there will come a time you will outgrow the old you. And you will end up right here where you're wanting to be. But it's all about the process. So let's just say right here, we have us. I mean, that's a good looking guy right there, isn't it, babe? Right here, we have our soul. Right here, we have thoughts of God. They're infinite. There's no limit to them. But every answer is right here. Everything that God has for my life, it's in the thought of God, it's in the, it's in the realm of the Spirit. Good thoughts and, and even negative thoughts are still in the realm of the Spirit. 
But as I choose God's thoughts that come from up here, I get into God's word and I begin to have new thoughts and it comes down here and it begins to create an idea, begins to create an image. And I apply, I act on what I'm seeing in God's word. And then I get another thought and it takes me up to this step here. And then I stay in the process and it takes me up here. And I, I get another thought that comes from the infinite source, which is God Almighty. There's no limit. There's no stopping. There's no nothing more powerful than God's thought. Whatever the devil has done in your whole life, God can restore in a second with one of his thoughts. But we've got to position ourselves to keep getting his thoughts that bring us up to live in greater glory, greater flourishing, greater abounding. Paul says, we got a choice here. Well, my art teacher would be so happy. Picasso, that's right. We have a choice. What am I going to think about my physical body? Is it, am I going to allow the lie of the devil to have a more dominant role in my thinking than the thoughts of God that says, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed? That is the way God thinks about me. Am I going to listen to the lies of the devil that says, I'll never have enough, or I, I won't ever have enough money? Or am I going to listen to the infinite thoughts of God that says that God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory? Because whatever, whatever is the dominant thought in my life is going to determine the results in my life. Transformation comes by the entire renewal of our mind. Every thought, take, take every thought captive. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. God's thoughts towards you are precious. God's thoughts towards you. What are thoughts? Thoughts are shapers. Thoughts are shapers. What is God thinking about your family? What is God thinking about your finances? What is God thinking about your body? What is God thinking about your destiny? What is God thinking? God's thoughts are shapers. God's thoughts are shapers. They are shaping the way that we think, the way that we believe, and the way that we live. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about God's thoughts being great towards you. God's thoughts being higher than what you're thinking right now towards you. Remember Ephesians 3.20, he says, God wants to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, hope, dream, desire. What is God thinking about your family? What is God thinking about your body? What is God thinking about your finances? What is God thinking about your destiny? He says, I'm thinking thoughts that are great. I'm thinking thoughts that are higher. I'm thinking thoughts of freedom. I'm thinking thoughts that I've expressed to you in my word. A victory. Continue to behold in the thoughts of God. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is.